0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rock and Talk with Dak. Here with another Tune Talk, we're going to be listening to Kiss and Tell by Brian Ferry. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Tune Talk episode. Um, like I said in the last episode, I've been feeling good about uh, getting back and doing this a little bit more, so I thought I'd jump in with something simple and just talk about a song. One song that's kind of been on my mind a lot lately, I don't know why, um, has been Kiss and Tell by Brian Ferry. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Brian Ferry was part of Roxy Music in the uh, mid mid to late 70s, and uh, I think 80, 82 was their last album. But then he's had some solo work here and there, and his two big albums of the 80s uh, was Boys and Girls in 85 and this one Betty Noir in 87. And Kiss and Tell just has stuck out to me a lot. It's very moody and there's really nothing other I can say besides that it's just moody. So without further ado, let's give it a listen and then we'll come back and talk about it real quick. And that was Kiss and Tell by Brian Ferry. I don't really know how else to say. It's just, it's moody. It's got an atmosphere. And even uh, Brian Ferry in a recent interview, it's the, uh, I think, 50th anniversary for Roxy Music's uh, first album, which is insane. But uh, he's getting back together with them. And He was in an interview just talking about all the Roxy work and uh, some of his solo work. And he even said, like, Part of what he was trying to go for, uh, what he had fun with doing, was creating these very moody and atmospheric kind of works. And I think he nails that perfectly, especially on this song. And it's just a mix of a lot of different things. Um, One thing of note, when the song first starts, you hear a typewriter. And it's just kind of typing away whatever it's supposed to be. It's not very fast. By the end of the song, as it starts to fade out, you can hear that it's... It sounds like it's matching the guitar strumming to me that ding a ding and that but the typewriter's which is super fun it's just a that juxtaposition using the that same sound effect it's simple but it's something worth of note for me anyway also the bassline being having played bass for a little while now and like Brian Ferry and his I don't know who his musicians are for at least on the bass anyway but his solo work and the bass playing that is uh, in his music. It's fun. It's addictive. It's simple. It repeats a lot, but it's, it's fun to play. And especially on this song, I, I really have enjoyed getting to learn uh, playing bass to this song. So um, I guess the next part I want to talk about is just the inspiration for it. Cause I really had no idea until I dug into this a little bit. So back in the seventies, Mid-70s, I think, during his time with Roxy, um, he was dating a supermodel named Jerry Hall, I guess. And uh, Jerry decided to publish kind of just kind of this all-tell book in the mid-80s um, about, I mean, just everything, but particularly with Brian and what their relationship was like in the 70s. And it did not paint him in a very flattering light. And he went on to say, so it's like, I really avoid that kind of stuff. And all I can really say is that Hall was addicted to publicity. And I think you can really see that and and hear it in the, the second verse. One public face in a private limousine, flash photograph. It's the only light you see. No secret life. There's no secret you can't steal. Your lips are moving, but I will never know what they mean. Which is just really Brian coming back and saying... Just you know how how public their life was, and how public Jerry wanted things to be, and him coming back and saying like, "I have no idea what all this nonsense is in this book." At least that's the way that I interpret it, um, having having learned that part. So really, really interesting. Something I I had no idea, <laughs> but uh, thought that was kind of uh, noteworthy. Apart from that, I really don't have much else to add. I just love a lot of uh, Brian Ferry solo work. Um, go check out Boys and Girls. It's a fantastic album. Um, it was his first huge solo album. I think, what, his third or fourth solo album. Um, but it just, it, it was huge. And I find it really interesting a, uh, when an artist, particularly a solo artist, I've noticed when they hit it big with one album, this, the follow-up album tends to follow the same kind of songwriting and track lists uh, as the first album. And so on Boys and Girls, it's Slave to Love. And Slave to Love, It's again, it's very moody in a different way. It's very, I'm going to call it sexy and sensual, versus this one is a lot more, it's moody in the sense of I don't even know how to explain it, but it just, it it has that mood and that atmosphere, but he follows that same kind of songwriting and track listing the way that the albums are put together. I find really fascinating. So apart from that, go, go check out uh, some other of his music. Roxy Music has some good, good stuff as well. Um, And they were huge for, for the time. They were really influential in the music scene. And I just feel like they're not really talked about much anymore. Um, For anyone who's interested, Brian Eno Uh, was part of the band for their first couple of albums, helped out with synthesizers and whatnot. So very, very influential. They have quite the history and um, lots of fun music. So go give it a shot and let me know what you think. And with that, thank you for joining me today on Rock and Talk with Dak. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to comment, like, subscribe, or go out and tell a friend. It all helps get these episodes out to more music fans like yourselves. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter or try to post updates on there. And as always, this presentation is made possible by listeners like you. So thank you for your support as always, and we will see you next time.